Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. shares have finally made a comeback as investors cheered the continuous slowdown in the country's inflation. But as Michelle Long tells us, the local market may not be out of the woods just yet. Philippine shares out of the rut finally, at least for Friday. As the index outperformed a muted Asia, the local market getting a lift from positive inflation news. The PSE index gained 2.1 percent, or 159 points, settling at 77.04 for the day, though not enough to snap a two-week losing streak. Technical analyst Bonner Detok doesn't think we're out of the woods just yet. There was a rising wedge. Uh, that's apart from all this to last week that was trying to climb higher and then it broke. So from that point, we started trending lower. And uh, it looks like the momentum is still on. I hope this uh, news of the low inflation is uh, good enough for us to get some green in our screens. But uh, I, I hope it's not just a knee-jerk reaction. The nearest one would be the psychological support of 7,500. But if it still goes lower than that, then I'm now looking at an area between 7,260 and 7,4. So will there be good news to sustain this balance? Security Bank is not too confident. In fact, it doesn't even think the Philippine economy will hit even just the low end of its target. 6% is still a doable uh, target no? uh, in terms of uh, growth. But uh, right now our forecast is at 57 to 5.8%. Now the reason for that is because we had very low um, uh, FDI uh, numbers in, uh, in the past months um, and that, that has been proven to be a drag uh, to the economy. Personally, uh, as in Security Bank, we believe that uh, uh, the, the central bank has reached its uh, easing cycle, uh, meaning that uh, they have already priced in. Uh, they fully expected inflation to be uh, at these very low levels. Uh, they've been harping about it for uh, the past few months. Any cut Coming in um, for the la for the next three for the next two meetings will uh, probably take the form of uh, sort of an insurance cut. No? Um, that's for the government to be able to nudge growth for 2020. Next week it's IPO time again with Excelum debuting on Monday and All Home on Thursday. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. a three-year low in September, dragged by negative food and transport inflation. Wadin de Guzman drills down the numbers in this edition of Dissecting Data. Let's start with food and non-alcoholic beverages. This index has the heaviest weight as it affects all classes. And for the first time, based on government data dating back to 1995, the index has hit negative 0.9%. This is the first time this rate has turned negative since January 2000. Last month's food and non-alcoholic beverage inflation rate is much more negative compared to that one. This means prices are actually going down. Leading the way, rice, with rice inflation staying negative for a fifth straight month, 
at negative 8.9%. That is also a milestone, the lowest since 1995. This is evidence, Neta says, that rice tarification is indeed helping to lower rice prices. Joining rice in negative inflation territory, vegetables. Inflation was negative as well for corn and sweets, negative 4.1%. Food inflation alone, excluding beverages, was at negative 1.3%, also the lowest since 1995. Meat inflation, that was at 2.4%, which was somewhat expected as the Philippines deals with the impact of African swine fever. But meat inflation was still lower than other categories, including fruits and dairy and bread. Now, the negative rice inflation, though, it did not impress everyone. Nikki Franco, head of research at Abacus Security, says the poorest Filipinos depend on NFA rice, which actually has fixed prices. He adds a large percentage of rice use is actually by restaurants, and they have not passed on any savings. And if you look at restaurant prices, inflation in that category is 3% in September, despite negative inflation for rice, vegetables, and sweets. Still, good news outweighed the bad last month. Transport inflation was also negative at negative 0.9%, despite volatile oil prices following the attacks on Saudi Aramco facilities. Those two commodity groups were the major contributors to near 10-year highs in inflation at 6.7% in September 2018. The high base from last year helped bring inflation back to earth in September, and it hit an overall rate of 0.9%, the lowest since May 2016. There were four regions with negative inflation for the period. Region 1, Ilocos, Region 8, Eastern Visayas, Region 9, the Zamboanga Peninsula, that had the lowest rate in the Philippines in September, and Caraga. Now, September inflation also puts Philippine inflation way below Vietnam and Indonesia. Overall inflation, it averaged 1.7% in the third quarter, and that was below government's target range of between 2 and 4% for the year. For dissecting data, I'm Warren de Guzman. Despite lower inflation for September, the Philippine Central Bank, as well as some analysts believe, several wild card factors could still push the consumer price index higher towards the end of the year. Details from Ron Cruz. Volatility and geopolitical tensions seem to weigh on the Philippines' inflation within the year. While September figures fell within expectations, the Philippine Central Bank sees the consumer price index rising toward the last quarter of 2019 as global crude oil prices remain unstable. Standard Chartered's Chidu Narayanan agrees, saying last year's high base effect will cease to impact inflation. The bigger story here is that uh, we think that it's close to bottoming out. We think that uh, November, December will uh, probably rise closer to 1.5% in November and then 2.5% in uh, December, which uh, will mark the end of the downtrend in inflation. Despite inflationary pressures, Jonas Ravelas of BDO Unibank expects the Philippine Central Bank's easing trend to continue and spill over into next year. I think probably between now and year-end, we'll probably stay at 4% for the policy rate. Uh, we will probably see more assessment coming from uh, what's happening overseas now that uh, there's still expectations of uh, probably another cut from the U.S. Fed. Card network MasterCard Philippines also sees the latest figures as a positive development for their business. 
if it impacts uh, consumer confidence moving upwards and they're spending more money, then they'll be using their cards uh, a little bit more. A lot of our business, particularly in the credit card side, actually depends on discre discretionary spend, which is pretty much uh, fueled by travel and, and consumer confidence, right? Despite September's more than three-year low inflation figures, one Philippine lawmaker says it's still not enough. House Deputy Minority Leader and Bayan Muna Representative Carlos Sarate says what consumers want to hear is that prices went down and not just the rate of inflation. He'd also like to see government address other crises, including the African swine fever, low price of unhusked rice for farmers, oil price hikes, and impending water rate increases. But Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez asserts some prices of goods like rice have indeed gone down by 7 to 8 pesos from last year. He also expects more price reductions moving forward. We expect uh, more reduction as uh, we encourage more major retailers and uh, food uh, retailers to import directly. Uh, NFA is also selling out their inventories. And, uh, of course, we're now checking the uh, rice importations, uh, uh, the, their costings and the movement, the, you know, the supply chain, so that we can monitor also their pass-on prices and, and reflect better prices at the retail market. Lopez also downplays the possible impact of the proposed hike on the suggested retail prices of certain products in the market. The Philippine Central Bank now expects the country's inflation to average by 2 to 4 percent for the years 2019 to 2021. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Things are looking up for economic relations between Manila and Moscow as some Russian companies express intent to invest in the Philippines. President Duterte's trip to Moscow, seen as an opportunity to bolster economic ties between the Philippines and Russia. The two countries set to sign several agreements, including around 10 government-to-government -government and business-to-business -business deals. The signing will basically include more of, I guess, trade uh, agreements, uh, supply agreements. For example, we shall be uh, supplying now the Russian market with uh, agriculture-based products. There'll be uh, signing between our department and uh, our counterpart in the Russian ASEAN Business Council with respect to exchange of information and collaboration on working on more business development projects between our two countries. Uh, there's some uh, exploration of uh, possible cooperation in energy, those that pertains to energy and, and power development. Some big businesses in Moscow have also expressed interest in investing in Manila. The Philippines-Russia Business Council shares one of the biggest lenders in Russia, VTB Bank, is ready to help fund projects in the Philippines. Some mining giants also opened to investing in the Philippines despite Manila's moratorium on new mining contracts. Our policies are not permanent. They always change depending on uh, the requirement, depending on uh, depend there are environmental concerns, there are also economic concerns. So this has to be worked out. So it's, it's a give and take. Uh, these are policies that has to be tackled once uh, they sit down with the Russian counterparts, especially the big business uh, groups. These businessmen are in, then uh, everything else will follow. Because what we need is a success story. What we need is a dominant uh, business group to come into the Philippines. 
A member of President Duterte's business delegation to Russia also reveals investors from Moscow are looking at tourism opportunities in Manila. A lot of our infrastructure needs are in the provinces. And that is where all of the opportunities lie. Russians are also uh, looking for opportunities for us to be able to have more tourist uh, destinations or tourism uh, projects between our two countries. These are things that we would like to be able uh, to work on. Russia had earlier said it wants to diversify its trade relations with the Philippines. This, as recent developments, point to a new level of commitment in Moscow's engagement with the Asia-Pacific. Dino Pontiorig, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Transportation Department pulls out all the stops to make Sangli Airport in Cavite Province operational by November. More from Jackie Manabat. This is how Sangli Airport looked like four months ago, just right after President Rodrigo Duterte ordered the alternative airport be operational by November. It seemed like a tall order for the Transportation Department, but the agency is keen on beating the deadline. Sangli Airport is set to conduct a dry run on October 29th. Modesty aside, nga eh, uh, since the, we started June, nung talagang full blast tayo, in the 24-7 na sinabi ni Secretary, Meron tayong 29 unworkable days because of the rainy season, yung habagat natin. Kung yan hindi sana umulan, eh sana mas napaaga pa natin. No? So na, ano naman yan, we factored in the rainy season. After the dry run, the airport will be open for flights, but limited to cargo and general aviation flights for now. Accommodating commercial flights will have to wait. The airport construction completion was originally targeted March 2020. Completing it by November posed several challenges. Poor drainage, the rainy season, and being located beside a vast body of water. Nung nagsimula tayo, nung pukukan ang construction, when we convinced the contractor to do 24-7, okay, kasi that's not part of the contract, no? Then we convinced the contractor to provide shoreline protection. The Transportation Department agency was able to ask the contractor to fast-track the construction. The work was done in shifts round the clock. When the rain poured, workers focused on the inside of the buildings. The airport apron is almost done. The hangar near finished. The terminal, which can accommodate up to 160 passengers at a time, is also in its last stretch. Additional works, equipment, and manpower may still be needed. But the agency says these will come at no additional cost to the government. Jackie Manabat, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.